Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. The podcast for creatives starts now. How's everyone doing? It's Flobo Voice in the mayor's office, of course. I just want to thank you so much for checking out this episode and all the other episodes of New Amsterdam Radio Canon. But I, I'm on cloud nine just a bit, maybe even cloud 10. It's been a couple of years. Or I started my journey out there to share the stories of people that are doing things, thinking about doing things, struggling with doing the things, whatever the relationship with the things is or are. They are somehow flirting with the idea to move forward. That's what New Amsterdam Radio is all about. And I had the pleasure this week or on this episode to sit down with Super Bowl champion Tim Wright, positive dude, doing things in his community, making his hometown proud. And of course, I had to sit down and chat about Tom Brady. That's the kind of person that I am. Make sure you check out him and all his ventures uh, after checking out this interview with Super Bowl champion Tim Wright. But in the meantime, make sure you follow the show at New Amsterdam on Instagram, at New underscore Amsterdam on Twitter, and NewAmsterdam.com if you want to see this show and all the other shows yours truly is either producing or hosting or doing things with. But this is not about me. This is about my chat with Super Bowl champion Tim Wright. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Rear, the podcast for creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, hanging in the mayor's office with a very, very special guest because not only is he a Super Bowl champion, yes, sir. he's actually a champion of the community. <laughs> Give it over Tim Wright. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing great, man. I'm excited <laughs> to be on. Thank you for the opportunity. I, I, I got to ask a question. We have the ring in your hand. Does it feel different? <laughs> oh, yeah. Different? This- yeah, my left. I so I wear it on my left arm. My left arm is probably twice the size of my right arm. But yes, it does. <laughs> Getting that forearm worked out. That is crazy. Yes. Oh man, shout out. Yes. That. Thank you. Thank you. So I mean, like going to the top of the mountain, right? Like you, you, you train to. You think about it when you even walk on your first team. I'm gonna be an NFL champion one day, and you right. did something that statistically. Almost never happens to people. I mean, small, small yeah. number, small number of people. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say it feels good, but that seems like an understatement. How, what is that like? You know, to be like, yeah, I'm a champion of, of football. <laughs> Man, it's amazing. It's amazing. But I think, like anything, you know, in life, when we look at the actual achievement of the goal that we set out for, it's actually the journey that was more enjoyable. Um, mm. So, with my story, I actually got traded to the New England Patriots in my second season in the NFL, and it happened two days before the final cuts of training camp. Oh. And so it, it happened out of nowhere. The team the, the team that I was on before was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2013. And I had a breakout rookie campaign. I broke the franchise records for touchdowns. And I tied the most catches by any rookie tight end in the last decade. So yeah. it was tremendous success right out the rip. And I, I came in through the back door virtually. I was undrafted as a uh, undrafted free agent coming in. So to be in the, the final days of training camp and all of a sudden being told that I'm traded to the New England Patriots, when I thought about the word New England Patriots in a team, 
I immediately thought about Tom Brady. Like, right, this, right. this is a guy I used to play video games with when I was 10 years old, right? So, yeah. So when I landed there and I went into the to the stadium, into the facility, you could just sense the overall greatness of that franchise. Mm. And I walked in and I said, yeah, this place wins championships. And I walked up, met Coach Bill Belichick, and he says, hey, Tim, happy to have you here, but you're, you're going to get ready. You're going to be starting tomorrow night and you got to learn 60 plays overnight yeah just walk into the building i had to learn 60 plays and then all of a sudden they said hey let's come meet tom so they walked me in the locker room i'm passing guys that i knew mind you that year in 2014 we had an all-star team right yeah so I'm seeing all these guys that i knew that <laughs> I, I just admired and, and just wanted to play with one day and now it's happening in real time and we walk up to tom brady and he was texting in his locker, and they said, hey, Tom, look who's here. And he threw his phone in his locker, and he stood up. He said, Timmy Wright, I'm happy Whoa. that you're here, man. I've watched a lot of film. I know who you are. Let's make it happen. And yeah. I look up, right, and my locker is right next to Tom Brady's. <laughs> yeah. So, so I hit the ground running that season. I had six touchdowns caught that he threw to me that I caught, and we won a Super Bowl. So, you know, playing for an organization who's a world-class organization, they're led by the greatest, probably one of the greatest coaches of all time in Bill Belichick and one of the greatest players of all time for sure in Tom Brady. So that year was just an incredible year, and I learned a lot. How do you learn 60 plays overnight? Did you go to sleep that night? Or Listen, just, man. <laughs> osmosis? Put on your hard forearm? <laughs> Correct. I mean, thank goodness I was, I was kind of groomed and developed to be able to flesh out one entire playbook and system and then learn it on the fly just like i did so in college we had four different offenses that i had to learn over my five-year career i had yeah. five different wide receiver coaches when i was a wide receiver in college and so now i when i got into the nfl i was i was switched my position and i was a tight end so now being a tight end, it's a whole different terrain, a whole different schematic system, body type. Everything that goes into that position was different. And yeah. so I had to learn that on the fly while learning a new system and offense, playing for the best team in the NFL. So it was just a it was a challenge that I took on to myself. And and I said, I'm, I'm going to come in on the other end of this challenge and I'm going to be victorious. And that's what happened. That's what's, when I was 14 years old in my high school football team, I played nose. And okay. uh, there's like, yo, what you do is see that guy, just right. chuck him. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just no every question. time. But yeah, all those plays, man. But is it a, a not a weird thing, but a unique situation where football is the ultimate team sport? But then right. you have to have your own individual achievement in the weight room, uh, being a community member, like being a, being yes. a part of the team. Like, how is that like a, a struggle, a battle, a balance? What's the the mix there? Yeah, no, it's a tremendous mix. I mean. The number one thing you have to focus on is performance and on the field. It's performing at your best on the field because yeah. it's a performance-based business, right? So that's where it starts and that's kind of where it finishes. But in between there, you yeah. got the community involvement. You got being a great team, a teammate. You know what I mean? You have um, just just being a leader across the NFL for other guys who aspire to, to be in your shoes as well as you got college players, high school players, and, and kids in Pop Warner and Little League that – inspired to be who you are so you got a tremendous tremendous responsibility to live up to who you are and and i like to say this all the time success is not owned it's rented and mm. rent is due every day yeah so well, 
Dang, man, I'm glad I have talked to you before I went for my run today. <laughs> yo, Tim Ross said, yo, that's cool. Right. But like, no did, you, did you have any like travel stories, like any like Gronk tales or anything like that? Like, you're on there. <laughs> right, right. Man. I mean, to, to be honest, though, throughout my career, um, like I said, I was I was the underdog. I was somebody that from the professional NFL level wasn't even supposed to make it. So mm-hmm. I always had to face the odds and knock down the odds to 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 attain my position. Yeah. And so, um, like, I, I battled an ACL injury in college right in 2010. I tore my ACL on my right knee. And that was right before I was supposed to have a breakout season in college. And I could have very well placed myself in contention to, to go into the NFL draft after three years. And it was something that I feel like it was, it was a blessing from above. It was, um, you know, they, like they say, a blessing in disguise from God that, I still had a lot of maturing to do to be able to fulfill who I was as a complete player. Um, I also was the college in college. I was the team barber. So at the oh. age of 13, I picked up a pair of clippers and I started cutting people's hair and I started, you know, I was cutting my hair every week. So I was the proof of the pudding. Right. right. So when, when I was cutting <laughs> people's hair, I was making people look good, feel good. But I enjoyed the reciprocal exchange of conversation that we had. So they were inspiring me and I was inspiring them. Right. So I went into that and I went into college. And uh, during that during that five year time, I probably touched over 400 people's heads between teammates and actual students that represented all parts of the world that came to Rutgers. So I went to Rutgers University located right in New Jersey. And I said, one day when I have the means, I want to be able to come back to college, come back to the school and put a barbershop hair salon. And this is the first barbershop hair salon on any major campus in the country. And I was able to do that in 2016. And and so I bring that full circle where when I tore my ACL in 2016, this was right before I was about to be a team captain. I was about to break out in the NFL on another level, just like all personal success, as well as amplifying my team. But I was trying to position myself to get my next big contract. And that didn't happen. And so mm-hmm. with that year, with that injury, I was able to come back at Rutgers and open up my first business, which was the barbershop hair salon. So I'm just, you know, very grateful for the events that did happen in my life because it set me up for something even greater that I believe will, will uh, pan out to be um, more more lucrative for my family and everybody that I'm involved with. Yeah, how to tell you're from Jersey without saying you're from Jersey. I opened up a barbershop on the campus of Rutgers. <laughs> exactly. but, but real but real talk, when I okay, I went to St. Augustine, Florida, which okay. was a very uh which is like it, it's North Florida, but it's the deep south, essentially. Yes. From from Brooklyn. And yeah, you get used to food because you're in the country, you get used to the, the environment, but like getting a nice barbershop like visit like you did back home, people yeah. forget like that helps out the entire psyche, the mood and everything. And so you brought Man, that back to Rutgers, respect. It's the cor- it's the cornerstone of the neighborhood, no question. <laughs> yeah. Some of the most some of the brightest, you know, pieces of wisdom come from the barbershop. <laughs> yeah, you know it's like, I mean? don't even worry so, about it, man. Don't worry about it. It'll be over tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. So I created that right on campus with, you know, students that, re- again, represent all parts of the world. So my um, the understanding of, of the market, of the consumers and the different um, promotions and different the business model that I had to create to cater to people that represent all parts of the world was something special. And I think that was the seeds were planted five years, probably even eight years prior to me being in a position to open that up. 
And that was me doing what I did out of love and the sacrifices I made during college to understand that. So mm. the proof was in the pudding of, yes, this is a tested model. And, and I have the business insight to be able to bring this and make this an eight chair operation in a true business. And that's what I was able to do. Yeah, the, yep. the entrepreneurial spirit, I feel like sometimes it's, everyone gets a spark, but it takes something to actually go with down a path to like develop it and all that. And yes. I'm sure where you were in your playing career, everyone hit you up for business ideas and ventures and stuff like <laughs> that. Like, Correct. you know, like, yo, yo, air conditioned mittens, bro, get one. But like, <laughs> but, but how, do, how, how do you decide to which one like works for you? Which ones you believe in? Which ones you just like, it's not really for me. How do you align yourself with these, these situations and opportunities? Yeah, no, a lot gets thrown out there. And I think one of, for me personally, one of the things that you can really sit your hat on is what aligns with your true values? You know, what aligns with your principles and your beliefs? And do you have an interest in what that is? That's, I, that, I think that's a big and very important uh, part of it. Like, do you have a love for what it is? Or do you have a passion for what that is, that opportunity is? Because, you know, um, one of the biggest values that, that I see in business is how can you put your true skin in a game and bring value aside from just any, you know, capital efforts that people are looking for. You know what I mean? Right. Like, what type of physical, mental and, and spiritual value and expertise can you bring to this operation or this opportunity? And those things are those things are critical. Oh, actually, that's, that's a good point. So it's not just like, a, yo, here's your bag. I'm going I'm to peace out. You want to yep. make sure you're hands on to see if exactly. it's aligns with your vision. So a, a couple of days ago, I was perusing the internet because I was totally avoiding doing actual work. <laughs> but I was on Instagram and I came across something called Dome Audio. And it was your face featured wearing the product. So I was yep. like, okay, let's let's talk about this. Dome Audio is is a, is a audio brand, but it's more yes. than that, it seems. Yes, it is. It's a disruptive <laughs> headphone technology that we're on a mission to impact the way the world experiences sound. So we have triple three patents on our technology and more in the queue. And essentially what this headphone allows you to do is you're allowed to hear your music, take your phone calls while hearing the world around you. And mm. then you want to block out the outside world and go into a privacy mode. We have a component called dome covers that you put on the framework of the headphone and it blocks yeah. out the outside noise and puts you in a privacy mode. And on the face of the dome cover is a blank canvas. And we have the ability to collaborate with A-list celebrities and brands around the world. So okay. from a value proposition, right, when you think about conventional headphones, they're usually one component and they're only branded for the brand that it's created for, right? So yeah. I'm gonna leave I'm gonna leave some names off the grid right now, just obviously. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Wink. But, <laughs> exactly. But when you think about conventional headphones, the basic function and design of headphones haven't changed since they were invented in 1910 by Nathan Baldwin. So okay. literally after 110 years, a revolutionary headphone experience has now emerged in Dome Audio. And so all the credit goes to my partner, Ben White, who is the developer. He's the founder and CEO of Dome Audio. And he had 25 years in the music industry as a songwriter, producer, musician, and executive. And essentially, he had got the, his hands on what we would call the 99.9% .9 of the bone conduction space, right? So this, right. this headphone is, is, is a representation of what you would see in bone conduction. Now, this only has two speakers. I don't know if you can see it. Maybe I'll just yeah. decide here. So yeah. this, this technology has two speakers. So... If you can imagine the sound, it's it's a 
I would say it's a newly introduced consumer product in the headphone space. This bone conduction technology has been around for decades. However, yeah. from a consumer electronic is newly introduced. And so the sound comparable to conventional headphones, I would say is definitely inferior. Mm. However, my partner realized that if this technology has two speakers, if you added two more speakers, and I'm about to show you that, I'm sorry about that, I'm about to show you the actual technology. If you added two more speakers and have four speakers, now you have this surround sound component that will give you this fidelity that's comparable to what we hear in our conventional headphones. And then what he wanted to do was create this branding keepsake, right? And he wanted to create this packaging that you don't put away. So what you're witnessing here, obviously you see the shape, it has this dome effect to it. But when you open it up, this is the charging case for our technology. Yeah. So if you can see this, the headphones sit right here. When you push the headphones in, this dome logo that's on the inside of the case lights up to tell you how charged the headphones are. Right. And then whatever dome covers you're wearing for the day, you can slide them and store them right in this case right here. So as I take the headphones out, just to give you a quick look at them, again, this here is the world's first surround sound bone conduction headphone, right? So it has this crescent-shaped design, and this design houses our four speakers that you see on the inside of this technology. Now, this is our prototype 2.0. We have our prototype 3.0 right here as well. And so I'll give you a quick flash of each. And so yeah. essentially this technology will have dual mics in the front for you to be able to take your phone calls. And it has, again, the four speakers that give you the surround sound fidelity. So when you slide the headphones on, your ears are open and you're able to hear everything around you. But then there's times, and this is conceptual use. So <laughs> okay. these concept covers, if you can see it here, this is a this is a concept cover of what we're able to do. Uh, it has a Tesla lo Tesla logo yeah, for the audio listeners. Logo, right. Yeah. So this is this is the Supreme brand. So yeah. with this function, with this function as is headphone real estate, right? And so we're essentially creating a class of mobile billboards for brands to be able to put their logo on the brand on the side of the covers. And now you have people walking around and commuting through the city, through LA, and now. We, we look at that as, as ability to um, to amplify your brand and create awareness for your brand. So I had to bring Rutgers into the mix. So <laughs> this is an example of the Rutgers covers, right? So the now Mafia you City, imagine, man. Yeah, now you, can, now you can imagine, you know, 100,000 students walking around campus with these headphones on. So we're truly in position to impact the way the world experiences sound. Now, now hold, now hold on, Dan. I, I, I like it. It's a cool idea. It looks Thank like it's, it's thoroughly thought out. But, but, you know, there's going to be some people out there that are going to look at a product or any kind of service that looks a little different because it looks right. like for those of us on the audio version, the endpoint has almost a wishbone shape. Mm -hmm. People say, oh, "Look, I like what I have. I got right. what I got. I, right. I love my sound. I'm not sure I got to change everything. I don't want to be the early adoptive. It flops. Not saying it will, but you know, right. there's always that trepidation when it comes to something new. Like, how you has that been a challenge for you starting or this business venture for you? You know what? It's been pretty incredible to witness this. So. In addition to what we do with our technology, our technology is also what the hearing impaired, which nearly is a half a billion people in the world, mm. they'll be able to utilize our headphone and experience sound. So with that wow. said, when you, when you talk about conventional optics of, of the headphone, so you have this, we, we call it a crescent, you call it a wishbone shape, whatever, yeah. whatever, it's subjective, right, to however yeah. you perceive it. 
But then when you throw our dome cover on, and this is our prototype 3.0, now the headphone actually looks like a conventional headphone. So right. you have this option. And one of the things that uh, my partner and I, we, we were thinking about when the pandemic had first hit, we've seen all these advertisements of, of brands talking about how they can stay connected. How can we stay connected with, right. with you as a customer, right? And so when you think about conventional headphones and when you put them on, they disconnect you from the world around you. So in this new reality of this, what the pandemic has caused, the usage of headphones is more prominent than ever. So when you yeah. think about the use cases of children doing virtual school at home or even, you know, students in high school or college doing school at home or people working remotely from home that have to wear headphones or, you know, individuals that's multitasking around home or commuting around on, on the road. And when you think about conventional headphones, people have to come up to you and, and touch you or engage with you to get your attention. But with these headphones, we're driving more productivity, especially in the settings when you're in the house. So yeah. you can think of all those use cases and say, hey, if I get my audio needs, but I can still engage in conversation or I can still help my child out if they need help or I can be attentive to certain things that I need to hear, that's a bonus and that drives more productivity. So that's just one, one sample and one uh, example of how our technology will be able to impact the way the world experiences sound. Sure. Yep. Uh, a lot of our listeners to the radio show are, are people that are either contemplating starting their own business venture or are on yes. the path of starting their own business venture and dealing with the trials and tribulations. I'm sure there's challenges with every operation, but like what has been your experience rolling out this product to other people as, mm -hmm. as the things you've learned, as things did a detour, like what has been your roadmap? Yes. So me and my partner have this saying, we say, stay out the way and be ready. Yeah. And so we credit the the, um, you know, the development of this technology and we credit everything that we've been able to produce and we give credit to God. And so with that being said, we understand who's really in the driver's seat of this entire company and, it's, and the success of this project. And all we can do is be beacons of this tool that he provided us that we're able to provide this to the world. And we plan and plan and plan. And, you know, we have this thing in common where we never stop turning turning over the stones. You know, we always are thinking about the next move and, and we're approaching this like chess, not checkers. And mm -hmm. so there's been a lot of things that we've learned throughout the last two years of building this company. And most things have come through in fruition. However, it may have been a different course that it actually, you know, we were able to achieve our goal. So with that being said is, you know, you never want to stop um, being proactive with your, your your mission and the company that you're trying to launch. Because if you let grass grow under your feet, you, you, you might be too slow. And when you think about the competitive nature of sports or the competitive industry of entertainment and music or what you do as podcasters or, you know, yeah. trying to just carve your mark in your brand, right? The same applies to building a company. So right. you just have to you just have to have your foot on the gas um, and, and, and truly, truly just continue to feed off the spiritual energy that you're getting from folks that's trying on your product and your, your prototype. And every time a smile cracks in their reaction and, you know, like like tears start falling out of people's eyes because they're hearing music through headphones for the first time because they're still wearing hearing aids. Those right. things are what drives you every day to just continue to strive for greatness. I, this is kind of an odd question to ask, but I got to go for it. Yes. What does success look like for someone that has a successful barbershop and has a Super Bowl ring <laughs> and yes. other aspects of your life? What does that look like for your project, for family life, what, like the community? What does it look like here? 
it looks like the next one. And when I say the next one, the next one could be in the form of anything. In this case, it's Dome Audio. And so with that being said, success in my mind, the definition, and I learned this from my coach, Greg Schiano at Rutgers in college, the definition of success is the peace of mind you get from knowing that you did everything you could to be the best you can be. So when you lay your head down at night and you feel you gave it everything in that, that set 24 hours of that day, then yeah. you know that you achieved the level of success. Now it comes in building blocks. It comes in steps. This isn't an escalator. This isn't an elevator, right? <laughs> right? This thing doesn't take off that way. That's that's the misconception. So the reality is that every step of the way, you got to grind. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to get back up and you're going to keep pursuing your goal. And when you look up one day, you'll be at the top of the mountain, just like I was being able to win this, <laughs> being able to open up my shop and now being able to take Dome Audio and impact the way the world experiences sound. I have this uh, this saying I adopted in my adult life. It's make your hometown proud. And, mm. and I mean that in two different ways. One, I'm from Brooklyn. There's a lot of heroes from that city. You don't necessarily no need me, but it also allows me to lead by example, but understand there's room for your own niche yes. or what have you. And so I like the fact that you have a, a similar philosophy. You go out there, yeah. you, you're you're hundred percent Jersey. Ain't no one can take that away from you. And that's so <laughs> great because you don't like disavow. You go back, you go back to the start and it's just a cool vibe. I respect that. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so what's next, man? It's 2021. Any other yes. things on the horizon going on with you? Yeah. You know, um, I have a nice balance of giving back to the community. So I'm also a part of the NFL alumni Central Jersey chapter. I serve as the vice president of that organization. And so we identify, you know, any any voids in, in society, um, any needs uh, for the underprivileged, for children that's trying to aspire to be, you know, better people, to tr aspire to have a future. And so our mission is caring for kids and caring for our community. And so we just bring organizations together and, and, and enterprises together to try to join this mission and then, you know, just have this nice networking community and then be able to collectively go out and be a force and, and bring it to the world. So the overall organization has 37 chapters around the country and we're one of them right here in New Jersey. And so we're taking pride in that down by down by the shore, um, you, the, the Jersey Shore area for <laughs> yeah. all you listeners. And, um, you know, we're just doing great things. So I think in, in combination of balancing dome audio balancing the community aspect balancing my christianity and, and serving the lord as well as my family uh which is you know my heart and soul um doing all those things and, and really making an impact in the world is my mission that's great to hear wishing you all kinds of success and understanding it's not an escalator <laughs> i want to thank you so much for being on the show uh today you, where, where can the people find you online learn yes. about dome audio the right cut all that stuff absolutely so i'll, I'll give a quick list so my name on Instagram is Tim Wright 81 Dome Audio is Dome underscore audio on Instagram. And then the right cut is TWCBS. And then if you want to find out more information on Dome Audio, you want to get involved, you can go to DomeAudioInc.com and you can see a lot of information there. So we're going to be entering the market in a, in a few months. And uh, we're very excited to bring this technology into the world and um, just hope people enjoy what we bring. Can't wait to see it. And I want a new Amsterdam branded dome cover. I'm gonna pro I'm gonna petition that so hard. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Yes. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com.
That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.